Hey, people. Uh, we have a new name for this project. Uh, we do. Tentative. Unbottled. So welcome to the second episode of Unbottled. And uh, I guess we'll talk a little bit about what that means, the, the concept behind that name in a bit. But I'm Thanny. I'm E. I'm Jordan. And today we've got a special guest. You heard him ringing the doorbell in the first episode. His name is Demarcus, the one and only D. What's up, what's up? Want to introduce yourself real quick? Let yeah, my name is uh, Demarcus, hashtag grant these hands, hashtag... Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> and he's using his midnight voice, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. So, Danny, just you could hear him, right? Yeah. Well, okay. Boy, okay. sounded like Luther Vandross. Yeah, sound like Barry yeah, White. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I guess you know part of the structure of these episodes that we want to use moving forward is um, kind of having a central topic in the uh, as an emotion, and then kind of deliberating just in a normal conversation, sharing stories, sharing art. Um, sharing thoughts about that particular emotion and every every aspect of it um, in a you know forty minute timeline or whatever. So, um, I was talking with the guys a little bit before. I'm going to start out um, with a a poem that I've been writing, um, spoken word poetry for Easter, and uh, talking a little bit about um, some of the things I mentioned in the first episode, just dealing with um, self blaming thoughts dealing with this just muck in my mind um, that I can't seem to escape. And then um, one of the things I always do in my art is, even if it's just one word or one line or one passage, have some kind of hopeful thing in there mm -hmm. instead of just making the whole piece just fully dark or whatever it is I'm feeling so that I have some way of, um, I don't know, keeping myself accountable to to moving forward uh, yeah, in light yeah. of whatever I have. So the second half of this poem is that the hopeful aspects. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the name of the poem is Flowers. Mm. Mm. I had hemlock for breakfast, or so it feels. Many a morning I'm mourning the tyranny of inner me. Each thought a thread in a tapestry of self-blasphemy or the normal kind for that matter. See, my legacy? Inadequate. I'm a cavity, cancerous, a factory fashion to miscarry every good thing. It's all my fault. A crackpot hitting every pothole and pitfall on this black top that I call my scattered brain. Thanny, hypocrite. How unchristian it is to partake in the masquerade. I seek rescue. From the shrapnel in my mind, see, I've always sucked at Minesweeper. Mm. Who else thinks like me with misplaced hopes, victim to their trickery, subject to the vacuum of anxiety, addiction, apathy, that hellish trilogy, casualty of the maggoty blackness, the pathogen so known as shame, endlessly enslaved to its refrain. Wearing emptiness like a necklace smelted from the embers of abandonment. I need a new song. And what more eloquent lyric existed than God so loved? Love of a father who sent his boy on trek divine, this loyal lover's greatest garden hand-woven by complex design, his soil covering clay once dry, the honeysuckle of heaven's guide spread for miles by bloody struggle to beckon life all for us his prize, reconciled, made alive in him. Making way for love of spirit who assigns a new birthstone, clothes as a bride in lush silk, the vine abiding in eternal tryst, a kiss, a seal, a fingerprint, he fills a flame enabling us to remain in him. And in that love of one whose veins painted over our plague, Nails broke our chains, this bronze snake high, splayed wide, oh, great white wolf, fangs bite, burn, bane my curse, grace died to bear striped birthmarks of a new household. A sunflower, love's power just towered, ages of estrangement undone in one hour. 
proving master he at Calvary handcrafted the victory of victories. His wrists bridged rifts no other axe could stitch this crucifixion cataclysmic for sin and each of its children so that we could be in him. Our birthright is a new hearth. Childlike we in its warmth with joyous voices sing, God so loves you. This sunrise gifted us daffodils, hope's petals engraved on every page. A mantra for dawn's bright, lullaby for anxious nights that cross and cave reiterate that he repaved our way to his chamber. The taste of his presence, pleasant. A nectar endlessly quenching, faith its entrance. Take a gamble, I swear, this love won't fail you. Wow. Yeah. Snap I, it I, I wanted to snap doing it, but I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If, if y'all could react to that in one word, what word comes to mind? Powerful. Yeah. I'll say passionate. Mm. I'll say it's going to sound weird. I'll say naked. I'll explain mine later. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what was your inspiration with that, Danny? Well, um, like I mentioned earlier, I mean, I've been struggling with um, some of those ideas that you may have heard in the first few stanzas, just thinking about feeling trapped. <laughs> this was one of the lyrics that didn't make it in the end, but like my mind feels like a minefield, mm, you know, yeah. um, because I'm just struggling a lot these days with... Um, just thoughts, contradicting thoughts, contradicting thoughts, interrupting each other. Like it's just, uh, mm -hmm. there are lots of times where I'm struggling with like just uh, serious noise, cacophony in my brain, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and it's exhausting. And a lot of it kind of brings me to a place of feeling just hopeless and um, unloved. I mean, the last line in that that first half is wearing emptiness. Mm -hmm. Like... A necklace smelted yeah. from the embers. That was my of, favorite line. Yeah, that was, that was mine too. I was going to ask you to repeat that. <laughs> Sorry, we, cut, we interrupted you. Repeat that one more time. <laughs> Wearing emptiness like a necklace smelted from the embers of abandonment. Mm. Mm. So, struggling with uh, just feeling unloved and empty um, in light of that feeling. And so, the rest of the poem is kind of a response to that line in particular of all the ways that God and all three persons have demonstrated deep love in the past, present, and future. Mm. That um, kind of, my hope is that, <laughs> I really wrote this poem for myself more than I wrote it for the people that I was uh, yeah. intending on performing it for, but I knew mm. that it would reach somebody um, you know, like me. But really my hope was that if I could get down on paper um, ways that I knew that I was ultimately loved, right. um, by the person who doesn't fail in yeah. loving right. that um, I could start to skirt some of these feelings of uh, abandonment, feelings of not being loved, um, find some hope in, in those words. So yeah, that's kind of the, the conception. I use flowers a lot. I mean, there's a lot of language around beauty too. Um, yeah. Finding beauty in, uh, in that love, yeah. which is why the, the poem's called flowers and there's a lot of imagery there, but Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that line stuck out to me immediately. But you said um, the necklace is made out of embers. You said embers of what? Uh, embers, uh, embers of abandonment. Embers of abandonment. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because you're talking about wearing a necklace, which is like jewelry. So it's like something you want to show off. Yeah. Right? Usually you wear jewelry. It's like kind of like um, fancy. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, gaudy. Like, like, especially for, for women, let's say, or people who wear like gold chains and stuff. Rappers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Yeah. I didn't really want to say what I really wanted to say. Yeah, I know what you Yeah, so people wear jewelry usually to show off. So it's, so it's a cool, like, ironic thing that you did right there where it's like, this is something I'm showing off, but we're talking about shame. Yeah. We're talking about something negative, but it's like I'm wearing it almost like that book, The Scarlet Letter. You yeah, know? yeah. And I think the reason your line got me so much is once you called it embers, it made me think of like, like um, what's it called? Volcano. Lava. Yeah. yeah. Lava from a volcano, like how it's burning and how it's bright. Yeah. So it's like, man, look at this jewelry. Look at this thing that's um, literally burning me and literally glowing so you can't avoid but see it. 
Mm-hmm. But even though I'm showing it off, it's hurting me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And for me, at least, I'm curious, I'm curious what shame feels like for you guys. But for me, to put it simply, shame feels like at any given moment, uh, a thousand people in the room are staring at me naked. And that's why yeah. I said that was my word. Oh, yeah. Staring at me naked and, and nitpicking every one of my little flaws. Like, I'm literally exposed everywhere I walk around, you know? So... Yeah, what does shame feel like for you two gentlemen? Uh, uh, for me, at least, um, I mean, going with powerful, but with the whole, you know, embers thing, like, I feel like immense heat. Like, mm. <laughs> like when, I, when I do something that's like either shameful or something that like, I feel like, I feel like all eyes are on me. Yeah. Like everybody's looking at that one thing or looking inside me. It's like, like I, 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 I clam up, like I tense up. Yeah. And then it's just like, immense like i get warm uh almost to a place where i'm just like bro i'm like i'm hot Mm, because i feel like what i just done is like 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 everybody in the room is like could be looking at me you know what i mean yeah um yeah and so like for me like shame like looks like that um from like an outside standpoint but like inside as well it's like um just feeling that sort of sense of um immense guilt mm-hmm. um that like i'm like there's nothing that could take this guilt away in that sort of standpoint yeah um and so for me that that's just like that's what i what i oftentimes see it as um, yeah and so yeah yeah brings me to a story but I'll yeah say that and when you when you said intense heat it just made me think there's there's few things more excruciating than getting burnt yeah you know mm. so it's like mentally you're literally getting not only people staring at you but they're like watching you burn or them looking at you is making you feel like you're burning mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah and like to say what you were saying about the necklace it's crazy too because the necklace is something of of importance right mm-hmm. so it's crazy how like the shame is a necklace and it's quote-unquote important yeah but it's like you don't want people to see it, but it's a necklace, you know. And so, yeah, uh, I mean, like for instance, a lot of people wear crosses, and supposedly, to each his own. It's it's important. It's sig- signifying something. So it's kind of like that was just a like a drop mic bar because the necklace is something like where it, it is just showing off, but it's also like maybe like grandma gave me this necklace, so it's like hey, I Wait. wore this with pride. I wore this with oh, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> but, or you know like something in the family emblem or something. So it's like. Yeah. No, uh, the, the reason I had a reaction was uh-huh. because that kind of, I have been thinking a lot about, um, I don't want to derail too much, but no, go ahead. Like, <laughs> take it, take it where the spirit leads you. No, you mentioned <laughs> like inheriting yeah. something valuable like that, you know, yeah. and how much a lot of our problems are kind of inherited. Generation. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, it's like I, uh, I, I can I can easily trace back in my immediate family context, in my you know church context growing up, in my sibling context, like in my culture context, like where a lot of my problems stem from, mm-hmm. you know. And I do I think that I do hold responsibility, but that's one of the things that I've struggled with in terms of shame throughout my life is what I call like like improper responsibility placement because mm-hmm. I put all of I either put all of it on me, mm-hmm. like everything yeah. that's going wrong in my life is because I have mucked it up, yeah. you know, that's yeah. all on my hands or, or I get so fed up with all of that huge weight. unwieldy weight of responsibility yeah. that I just shove, you know, everything away from me and right. I hold nothing, you know, and it's, you know, it, none of it is my fault, mm. you know? Mm. And so I feel like one of the things that's been important for me uh, at least the first step, because obviously I, you know, I have not conquered <laughs> shame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but one of yeah. the things that I feel like has been a critical first step for me is understanding the truth about where the responsibility lies for the issues that I have, you know, and, you know, doling things out, you know, in a, in a fair way. Like, okay, yeah, I, I contributed to where I am now in these ways. And here's where I didn't contribute. Here's where I was yeah. given a crap hand yeah. you know, to begin mm-hmm. with. And that's yeah. on somebody else, you know, or that's on just, you know, 
circumstances of life, you know. Um, so I don't know what you said about yeah. grandmother and inheriting that necklace, you know, mm. feels like it does apply a lot to the idea of shame and specifically the solution to shame mm. for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just, but it's just, like I said, it's, it's crazy how a necklace can mean so much. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, like I said, that bar is fire. Like I need, I need you to just text me that one <laughs> so I can kind of, because it's just kind of, <laughs> It's kind of like NF, you know, he uses something that's just like, what? And then just makes it. So it's that was just like an NF moment for me or whatever. Um, High praise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. so for, I think for me, when it comes to shame, it's like, um, my, I mean, I don't know how to directly explain it, but I would just say people pleasing, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, if I don't please them, it's like, I'm feeling that shame because I'm such a people pleaser. And so, mm. uh, and it's, it's a work in progress for sure, but like like kind of what you said with the necklace it's like recognizing it you know and so um you know and it's just it'd be like little things right you know like even me as a sub like kids definitely like talk about you know just whatever um i mean for instance like hey mr grant you need to get a retwist and it's like you know what i'm saying it's like okay yeah but like <laughs> all right mine would do it because you said so or because you know and so it's like okay am i pleasing you or my you know mm. um and so that's always been like my um my downward spiral is like, okay, what you know, what am I doing, or am I doing it for, yeah, or who am I doing it for, or should I do it, or mm-hmm. you know, you ask the five, the five Ws, you know, and it's just like, okay, so I think for me, like that's what shame looks like. I mean, obviously, like the, you know, being exposed is definitely it, but like, man, like, I mean, I never had this experience with like my father, whatever, but like, you know, the son wants to please his father and and doesn't, yeah. and it's just like, boom. So I never had that experience, but like, you know, I've I've always been that kid where it's like, man, I just want to make everybody happy, everybody cool. But then like, mm-hmm. it's not always the case, you know. Like, yeah. you can't make everyone happy, but like, you just like you said with the cards, like, hey, if they like the cards that you that you dealt, then you know that's cool. But they don't like, just gotta keep moving on. And so I think for overall to sum it up, I think letting go sometimes is hard for me, mm-hmm. and then like. The downward spiral of thinking it's like oh i should have i could have done that i couldn't done this better but it's just like you know it's funny but it's like frozen it's not we literally just gotta let it go because yeah it's not it's yeah. not helpful but yeah. you know it's just like yeah i don't know in my head is just like i could have done you know but overall i think it's just me playing god you know just like mm-hmm. i can go back in the past and just do do um so yeah but yeah that people pleasing I think that ple- people pleasing domino, I don't know if it ever stops falling because it can go either way, you know? Yeah. Like it can fall forward or it can fall backwards. Right. So. I, I fall into that oftentimes. I mean, even in the sense of like trying to hide it, like so that necklace is like I tend to tuck my necklace, like tuck my mm. chain yeah. inside just so I'm like, yeah, I'm wearing it, but I'm not trying to show it off. Mm. Um, And so in the regards to like people pleasing, it's like, I do so much for other people to try to get them to see it or to try to get them to, to notice. And then when they don't or when they, or when they do, but they notice the negative mm. then I'm like, dang, like why, why do they notice the negative? Like, and then I feel that sort of shame of like, man, I should have did more or like I should have done this to help this other person. Or if I would have did this, I started thinking of like other scenarios that just sends me down a, like, you know, in this downward spiral of like, all these different scenarios that literally would never happen. Yeah. But it's like, I can, I can fool myself. Um, and they would never know it because it's like, I don't, I'm hiding my, like I'm hiding that part of myself yeah. um, to the outside world. So in the outside world, it's like, man, I'm just doing things just because like I care and I love you. But deep down, I'm like, I'm doing this because I want you to think mm-hmm. the best of me. I want you to, I, I want you to actually like me. I want you to think the high, the, the, the most like, the highest that you can think of me, you know what I mean? Right. And when you don't, like, yeah. that's when I'm like, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, that's the worst. And then, and then I'm in that sort of guilt of like, man, if only, if only this person would have did this, or if only they would have saw this, this, this gift that I gave them. And like, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so would you say that that's like, uh, it's a fear of rejection is the root of what you're. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, just, I would say they kind of work hand in hand, like yeah. that sort of 
people pleasing and then also just trying to not um not have that person reject the things that I do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um cuz when I feel rejected, I feel like unwanted and I feel those sort of spaces where I'm like um I try to do more yeah. when sometimes there isn't anything that you can do, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um and so and I, like I said, that's why that's when I start feeling that shame of like, man, I should have done more. Like if I didn't do, if I, if I would have done more, these things would have changed because of that rejection that I got because it's like they didn't receive that initial wave. So it's like, okay, maybe, yeah. maybe on the second wave mm-hmm. and, and maybe on the yeah. second wave, it needs to be a lot bigger than the first wave, you know? Yeah. Um, almost in a sense of like, if you're ever at the beach and like you, you're trying to catch one of those waves and like you get on, like you're on a boogie board and mm-hmm. like you catch that, that like little, <laughs> that little bump and you're like, all right, bet. But it's, it wasn't enough. So you're like waiting for that, like big, huge one that's coming, you know? Yeah. Um, and thinking, oh man, I'm about to have the time of my life. But then you get like, you get knocked off your board and then now you're in that sort of spin out, yeah. I guess. And so yeah. like, I feel like that, that, tends to happen to me it's like i'm thinking that this next wave is about to be the best thing ever but then it like swallows me up um and so yeah and you know i know you about to say something Eve, but mm-hmm. um just real quick just i think something that really is helpful in in the people pleasing world is like at least for me like i try to remind i mean i don't, I don't know if i remind myself a lot or tend to but i think it's when you get to the point where like hey i can't control them you know, mm-hmm. but I can only control what I do or what I give, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's hard to pump those brakes on that because you want to like, yeah, people please. But like, I'm starting to learn like, man, like, I can't. I I can only control how I deliver, how I, how I give it to them, or however that control is. But I can't control their response. I can't control their emotions. And so, once you kind of get to that, and maybe that I don't know where that bridge point of like looking down the cliff and like okay this is it like i'm not sure if that's the the bridge point where you're just looking down like hey i ain't got nowhere else to go yeah but once you do kind of understand like hey i can't control this situation i can't control their reaction i can only control what i can do Mm -hmm. but it's i don't know it's still you know it's still it's helpful but i think it's more to it but i don't know for me i feel like that's it like I'm looking at a cliff and it's like, all right, if I jump, that's it, you know? Right. Yeah. And so maybe that is a stopping point where, hey, I can't control this, you know? Right. Um, so maybe it is like, I can control my decisions, okay? Maybe I shouldn't have, blah, blah, blah. And even in the past, like, hey, I can't control it. I can't go back, you know? So it yeah. kind of yeah. does help a little bit. But like I said, I don't know if that's like, all right, we're cured. If I can just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I like I said, I know you about to say something, but I just wanted to say that because it, I think it is a, a a key thing because it does show vulnerability for you, and then it does show like, um, like someone with glasses, you know, like right. glasses off, I can't see nothing, but then I'm visible, and like, okay, wait, I need to control what I can control and not worry about them. Yeah. But that statement is so crazy, like mm-hmm. in the rap world or in general, like I, I could do it myself. Yeah. And it is a kind of a enigma of like you can but like you know like i know me and you are big in movies so it's like look bro um marvel is nothing without the cinematographer you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. sure the producer can write great stuff but like if you ain't got the cinematographer like <laughs> none of the stuff that you that these people really see no Thanos. you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah so yeah but it's kind of like that where it's just like um you know you just the background and just seeing those things where like you really control, and I, and I think overall in the world it is control. Like you yes. know, food control, like portion control. But we all just want to consume something more. But I think if we all just kind of figure out what control looks like, right? You know, uh, maybe it's not two hands on the wheel. Maybe it is one for a little bit and then go yeah. on. But yeah, I think like I said, I don't know if that's the cure, but I think that's kind of where I'm seeing in my life. Like, hey, like D, what can you can control? Mm-hmm. And that's right. the question. You know, um, so, but yeah. Um, yeah, on control, I think about, so I guess because we're talking about shame, I was going to ask you guys earlier, where do we think shame came from? But I know at least in the Bible, the first time we see it is literally Adam and Eve mm-hmm. in the garden. Yeah. Um, 
after they've fallen and eaten the forbidden fruit, and then they become aware that they're naked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, before that moment where God began to curse them and chastise them for doing the wrong thing, before that moment, God was completely in control. All they had mm-hmm. to do was trust him, you know? But then they took it upon themselves to have a control, certain level of control, to have a certain level of mm. doing the right thing versus doing the wrong thing. Then they get in trouble for it. And then they also find out, oh, we're not perfect and we're naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So, uh, so it's interesting. I think shame does, does go with control. But I was actually going to get into story time. Yeah. Hold <laughs> on. Before you get into story time, I'm yeah, about yeah. to say um, mm-hmm. to that sort of same breath of like your poem to that hypocrite line. Like yeah. oftentimes mm-hmm. I think of that sort of line of thing, even like piggybacking on that story that you're saying, like I feel like they were like they believed it and then they didn't believe it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like, and then at that point they were like, we're a hypocrite because like, we were given a promise. We were given, hey, don't, you have everything that you need mm-hmm. that, and just don't eat of this tree, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they do it and then they're like, yeah, you know? And they're like, oh, snap. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything that they thought, that they thought would be better is now worse. Mm-mm. And right. like you said, now they feel that immense shame and then also being like, man, we're a hypocrite because we believed that God was, he, he didn't withhold anything from them. And I, and I firmly believe that they believe that, that he wouldn't. But I think that sort of when, like you said, the enemy kind of tempted him to thinking like, you could be like God. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't. And what, but it's like, you can't. Like, you, you can't take control of your life when you think that you can because when you do, it throws it into total chaos. And if you can believe that lie, you know, that makes you sort of, and so, like I said, it, I, it, that sort of tends to to happen for me in that sort of hypocritical line. So, mm-hmm. anyways, yeah. I wanted to touch on that because, like, that that line too also was like very Im- impactful for me at least. Because it's like I I tend to tell myself all the time, I'm like, I believe this, I believe that, like, mm-hmm. you know, God intercedes before me, or like, I don't have to feel shame, or I don't have to feel all these different things because, like, yeah, like He died for these right. these these things that I feel, you know, this guilt, the shame, all those different things. But then on the other side, I'm beating myself over the head because I'm like, I didn't do enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it sounds like overall, Danny just didn't go ahead and put this poem out in the yeah. world and <laughs> yeah. go on tour or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going yeah. to reach the people that's listening yeah. right now. So yeah. 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 Big facts. I got the number for an ad for a billboard. So just like, you know, <laughs> I, saw, I saw it driving. I was like, yeah, number is all right. Yeah. So what about your story? Yeah. Let story me time. get my story out. Story fellas. time. Um, so yeah, this is the airplane incident that oh. I've mentioned to the two of y'all. Mm, D, you yeah. haven't heard this at all. Um, you're so ready the, for a ride, my guy. You're ready for a ride. <laughs> a I, real, think, I think you did tell me. Shameful ride. But, Not the uh, iPad. Oh. The me dropping the thing on the lady. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I told you? Just okay. go ahead and tell the story. Uh, okay. So, so I just came back from uh, South Africa. This flight was from South Africa to London. And um, this story to me was like a really big eye-opener to myself as far as how I process people-pleasing, like you've mentioned. And the biggest thing is, like, how much I care about what strangers think about me, mm-hmm. right? How, how my self-worth from other people, well, I usually think it's only in personal relationships, like loved ones, romantic partner, things like that. Nope, it's with strangers, too, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. And that necklace, that scarlet letter that we're talking about, I wear it even in, even in public with strangers. So, um, so coming back from London... Um, I was on the plane and I happened to be sitting, it was seat number 21, but it was the, the, it was the front seat for that section of the plane. So imagine all the seats are facing towards me. It was literally facing a wall, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first thing I, I do getting in the plane, being a taller guy, um, I just want to stretch my legs and, and stay standing until the takeoff time. I know what that's like, six foot yeah, four. Yeah, he, he knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't put, yeah. put me on the aisle. Do not put me in the middle seat. Right, <laughs> yeah. So I'm already happy. I got the, the, the front row seat, this and that. So I'm standing and I'm stretching my legs like this. But as I'm doing that, the whole cabin, a good 10 seats or so in the section that I'm sitting in, 10 rows, 10 rows of like probably, I don't even know, 30, 50, 50 people. Yeah. 
facing right at me, right? And I could tell as people are trickling in, I'm literally just standing there stretching like this. Now, I already feel subconscious because this flight was mostly white people, to be honest with you. So I'm already thinking, and I'm coming from South Africa, which has its whole racial history and everything. And I'm sitting next to a white South African couple as well, too. So I can already tell some people just put off just by me just standing there, right? And that's the first thing where it's just like, do you feel okay? Do you feel um, legit taking up space in the world? Mm. Do you feel okay just existing? Mm. And I realize a lot of my shame, my struggle in life has been sometimes I literally just don't feel justified just Mm. existing. Mm. And I feel like I'm doing wrong even when I'm not doing anything at all, I'm operating at a negative deficit and I have to do something great or remarkable just to get to zero, mm. just for you guys to accept me, right? Yeah. And maybe this is already heightened by, again, being in a in, in this airplane seat in a, was it, I think it was premium economy. So in like a nicer part of the plane where a lot of these people paid a lot of money for the seat. I didn't pay somebody else to pay for my seat. So I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> you guys, deal <laughs> what with, up? Yeah, deal with me. Deal with, you know, deal with me yeah, yeah. Whether you want to or not. Fuck. So anyways, um, so I'm standing there stretching. People are coming in. I'm wearing this jacket that DeMarcus actually gave me a long time ago. It's actually kind of like my safety blanket. It's just this big jacket with big big pockets. I could put cell phone, uh, uh, AirPods, charger, everything in it. Nice. So right before the plane takes off, I decide I want to put the, the jacket in the overhead compartment and take my seat. It's got zipper pockets. I swing the jacket, and I didn't realize one of the pockets was unopened. Right. Mm. And right as I do that, like, like, like as quick as like a rattlesnake can strike. (laughs) It wasn't slow motion. It it wasn't. This this part was not in slow motion. (laughs) The thing fell out. Wasn't slow motion. As, as soon as I put the thing up, my whole laptop charger falls out Mm. and it, and it lands on the lady sitting behind me. And she, it was like the craziest timing. She's reaching her glass. Like, I don't know to take a sip of it, but she's doing something with her glass perfect timing for it to collide with the laptop charger and you just hear a smash through the whole airplane cabin and you kind of hear that moment people people like gas like oh my god you know and i was just like oh shoot that's a censored version Mm. um (laughs) i just froze right and my family that was with me that when we were laughing about the story later they're like yeah we wanted to disappear for you (laughs) right (laughs) they're like we want to disappear for you so then I start trying to help this lady. I'm trying to take, it's just a very awkward situation, almost like comedic. Like I'm trying to take the glass from her. Oh, I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, no. Uh, and these are, half these people are British or South African. So they all have accents. No, no, please just get a flight attendant. And she's like grabbing the glass from her. Like, okay. So I go to the kitchen, grab the flight attendant, tell them. And I feel stupid even telling them that. And then the guy's kind of like, you did what? And I'm like, I know. And in my head, I'm like, dude, this is me. I do stupid stuff like this. Like, just come on. <laughs> so he comes and helps. But now as they're helping her, I have to sit and face the front, right? This is all happening behind me. I just have to sit and face the front and I can't do nothing about it. You're facing the wall. Right? I'm facing the <laughs> wall, but I'm feeling literally this weight of heat. You mentioned heat earlier. I feel hot. Yeah. I feel sweaty. Ain't got no jacket on. Yeah, and I feel, because I'm facing the front and the whole cabin's behind me, I just feel everybody's eyes just glued on me. Even if they're not, they're probably watching their TV. By now, people are doing their thing, but I just feel like, wow, I am such an idiot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, what the heck? You know, and I'd already apologize a bunch and everything. But the funny thing that happened because my TV screen was broken and this whole other thing, the airline was giving me 60 pounds credit, which I want to say is probably the equivalent of like 100 US dollars, something like that. Um, 60 pounds credit to shop in their little airline magazine, right? Mm-hmm. So the plane takes off, we get our food, and I'm looking through the magazine because they're going to come and take the orders um, from this catalog right after the food. And before then, I'd already decided, before the incident happened, I'd already knew I wanted to get myself cologne because that's one of the main nice things they have in there. It's like duty free, tax free. So I'm going to get yeah. some nice cologne. Then, as I'm thinking, thinking, I can't stop thinking about this thing, right? And this lady behind me, she was this pretty lady. She was she was with her husband and I think a mother in law, something like that. She's with her family. I'm sure she is minding her business by this point, you know. But I'm still sitting there. This is a ten hour flight. This is probably now the second hour of the flight, and I'm telling myself. I have to make it right. I have to make it right. I have to do something. I have to make it right. So Mm. I decide the genius idea that I'm going to buy her perfume and I'm going to hand it to her as we get (laughs) Why you laughing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to buy her perfume. I'm going to hand it to her as we get off the plane. Everything's going to be made right in the world. Not only am I somehow going to erase the incident that happened, but I'm going to earn the good graces of this strange lady who I've never met, who I'll never see again. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking through it and I'm I'm literally picking the ladies' perfumes and then I'm now I'm budgeting. At first it was funny 
my mind, I went through a whole transformation stage. At first, I was just like, yeah, I'm spending the whole 60 pounds on this lady, you know? And then I was like, damn, but I really wanted something too. But it's like that that stick in my head is hitting me over yeah. the head. Nope, you don't deserve anything. Get everything for that lady. Mm. Then eventually, I kind of relieved myself a little bit. No, okay, I'll get, I'll spend half of it on her. I'll get her something for 30 pounds. I'll get something for myself too. And then eventually, I'm like, hey, what are you doing? You know, like I've been in this shame loop enough, this people-pleasing loop enough, where now at least I can catch myself sometimes even while it's happening. Usually I can catch myself after the fact when I'm analyzing something like the next day or two. But in this moment, maybe because the plane ride was so long, I was literally sitting there like, wait, are you like, you can't erase what happened. Yeah. You know, yeah. are you trying to like, like this lady's not going to get off the plane if you don't get her anything, she's not going to get off the plane and think to herself, oh my gosh, can you believe that guy dropped something on me and he didn't buy me something? Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so for what an idiot. Yeah. So you that's didn't buy where, me a $100 gift? Yeah. <laughs> that's why I started to see like, okay, this delusion and this overreaction. It's one thing to feel remorseful, but it's another thing to, um, what's the word I'm thinking, Danny, where you not banish yourself, like uh, uh, condemn. 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 It's one thing to, to react and feel sorry, but it's another thing to condemn yourself, right? And literally label yourself to say, I'm, un, I'm unworthy. And even to do it for someone else. That mm -hmm. lady might have been thinking whatever she was thinking about me. But again, she's a stranger. What does it matter what she thinks, you know? Yeah. So as I worked through that process of really questioning myself, like, dude, what are you doing? Like, chill out. Like, it's okay if you don't buy her anything, you know? And also in my head, too, I was like, I, I bet you if you do buy her something, she's probably not even going to take it. You're going to have to force her to even take it because she's going to feel kind of weird, you know? Mm. So anyways. And the husband's going to look at you side. And the husband's going to look at me funny. Yeah. What you doing? Yeah. Husband's going to look at me funny. And the husband was a super chill, zen looking dude. He looks like he hikes and stuff you know but i was just like okay so so eventually i, I pep talk myself into not buying her anything at all i was like no like get yourself something nice and that's when the key question hit me in my head i was like wait i deserve something nice i deserve to be okay to be human even when i've done something wrong yeah. And I had to, it was almost like the, you have the devil and you have the angel talking in your head and the little angel on the shoulder had to tell me, yes, <laughs> like you're okay. <laughs> you're even right. when you mess up, you're okay. You deserve, you deserve things even when you mess up. So that's what was revealed to me that I think maybe through my upbringing, maybe being like the good grades, team captain, all these things, there's been so many standards that are built up in my head of you have to be the stellar, amazing person. And not only do you have to do it, you have to broadcast it to the world, mm -hmm. even to strangers, even to people you're never going to see again. Because, hey, maybe when you hand her that perfume, like it's going to make her her day and the people around the seats are going to see, oh, that was nice, you know, but it's, it just felt so dumb, you know. Mm. And in the end, I got myself. I, I spent that money on myself. Hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> bought some chocolates for my family, hey, and nice. that was that. But but as I was getting off, I I turned around and I said to the lady, I was just like, hey, thank y'all for being to her and her husband. I was like, hey, thank y'all for being so like relaxed about it because they really were nice about it i felt like the other couple next to me that had nothing to do with it they were ready to bite my head off yeah. anyway they're just old and grumpy but who I, is, who is yeah <laughs> but i told i was like thank y'all for being so nice about it i'm so sorry like, like I, I really am sorry that I, I dropped that thing on you and the wife was just like oh my gosh dude like relax it's okay like accidents happen you know things like that so that was the end of the story and, and i thought that was a pretty good um recovery I yeah, guess yeah. it was yeah. a pretty good self-dialogue in my head. And it was just a good sign of growth, you know? Mm. I won't get into the next story, which I did tell her what happened. Right after that, unfortunately, 30 minutes later, after getting off the plane, I found out I lost my iPad. I left my iPad on the plane in, that all, in all that commotion. <laughs> I lost a brand new iPad on that plane. And the shame loop started again. Yep. Oh, my gosh. And the iPad one, it was like, oh, I'm the one person who would place their iPad perfectly enough to where, because this airport has a cleaning crew. They have a whole lost property department. But the cleaning crew never saw my iPad because the way I had it sit. And I'm like, man, I'm the one person that's so this and that, you know? Anyways, moral of the story, I guess, is um, to, I guess, stop beating yourself up. Yeah. And sometimes even mm -hmm. stop beating yourself up, telling yourself that it's other people doing it. Tell, yeah, yeah, telling sure. yourself that it's the voices and the thousand eyes that are on you. Yeah. When really it's yourself. It's, it's your self-esteem. It's your sense of self-worth. These people, yeah, they might react in the moment, but they're not, they're going home and they're going to sleep and they're minding their own business and they're dealing with their own imperfections to where you think like, oh my gosh, I'm the worst thing in the world. Everybody goes through their own, you know, mental things like that. So yeah, that was a story. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's tough. I mean, I think, and I think the, the positive side of that is that 
like you 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 process it yourself because like Facts. the the biggest thing is like you couldn't call nobody <laughs> like you literally could not call nobody so it's like okay mm-hmm. like you had to do this on your own and it was like that's good because like you do need your boys but there's times where you just need to make a decision like hey well, what are we gonna do here so right that's probably like the best part out of it because you know if it was you know, somebody else put a set up, and then then it's a, it's a times two people pleasing because yeah, now you're yeah. trying to. Okay, he said this, and then she. So yeah, just you getting into that spot. Yeah. It's like if there's some light in the tunnel, it's like okay, bro, you made a decision with yourself. You know, so mm-hmm. I yeah. you, you didn't let the voices too. win. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You you yeah. You, you talk down those 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 voices that sometimes seem to. To grab a hold, like you allowed yourself to sort of process every emotion, mm-hmm. and then think critically, and then and then uh, to respond in the best way possible. You know, yeah. almost in a sense of, you know, talking down the voice of in your head to get to that point of like, what am I even doing? Like, yeah. I'm about to spend a hundred dollars on, yeah. <laughs> on a stranger, <laughs> on a stranger, because like I yeah. broke a glass that like a free glass that yeah, was not her glass that wasn't her glass <laughs> that didn't belong to her. That like yeah, right. I'm about Who to, misses this? Yeah, yeah, like I'm about to drop a whole hundred dollars on her so it's like you know like for for you to sort of talk yourself back to reality place yourself in that idea of like you said like like and no telling what she was thinking like she could have been like watching another movie like yeah chilling like yeah Mm -hmm. or like got off the plane and was like Mm -hmm. i'm not thinking about this no more like yeah and then probably never gonna think about it ever again you know what i mean like yeah so and to be honest, she probably didn't even need that drink. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. She was pregnant. So maybe it was a sign she wasn't supposed to be drinking. <laughs> so, yeah, she was pregnant. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Danny, what were you about to say? I was going to say that I was uh, encouraged like the other guys that you're uh, at a point where you're able to kind of self-regulate, you know, mm. and, uh, you know, dimensioned awareness earlier in the conversation. And yeah. I think that, you know, with shame and I think with probably a multitude of issues awareness is like a critical first step to to combating it you know for sure yeah and uh even having the awareness that you know another shame loop struck you know yeah it's you know yeah yeah because i want to say last thing i'll say in breaking down that situation i think there were already so many outer factors okay i'm sitting in this nice part of the plane there's the racial element like i said the lady herself was pretty and she was married. So it's like, man, it's a desirable woman, man, that's a great couple. They're happy. You know, all these things I was yeah. the score const- was already like against you. Yeah, yeah. All these things I was constructing about these strangers that was making me feel like I'm less than. Wow. You know? And the other funny little thing that happened, like I said, this is a ten hour flight, y'all. So we were on that thing for half a day. Um that jacket I put up where the thing dropped out, halfway through the flight, I was freezing cold. I needed my jacket. And I'm like there's no way you're opening that open. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I was like, if you get up and reach your hand at that overhead bin, half the people on this plane are like, no, 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 not you. <laughs> they might say, get the flight attendant or somebody, you know? Uh, but guess what? Even that, I needed to do a little pep talk. I yeah. got my jacket, you know? And, wow. But I did it really slow. I was like, yay. <laughs> no slow motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, Filling the pockets. Yeah, man. So I don't know. So I guess it's, it's it was a whole recovery process, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we go through we go through stuff like that. I feel that. Every sure. day almost, I feel yeah. like we go through stuff like that. And it's the craziest thing because I almost feel like we do it more with strangers than we do mm. with yeah. people, people that we know. know us. Yeah, like yeah. I do it oftentimes with people that I don't even have any idea of like, the yeah. job that I work currently um, is just kind of sort of in that mind space of we put on these big events to yeah. sort of get people to, you know, resign and rebook. Um, and so, like, when we when we miss a step, it's like, it's glaring. It's like, you didn't do enough, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, but it's like these strangers who probably never seen one of these things before, it's like we could do would say like not even the bare minimum but like we can do it just enough and like that would still be enough you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and oftentimes i get into that sort of mind space of like like the strangers are, are around me are like they're worth more than the people who actually know me you know and it's like if i i need to prove myself to them therefore like it'll it'll be a ripple effect because then like they'll be like man such a great guy and hopefully that like 
hits the people that I know, even though they know that I'm like people that know me know that I'm a great guy. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. um, just to validate, sort of be that stamp that like, I am a great guy, mm-hmm. but it's like, you, yeah, you are like, you don't need nobody else to tell you that or you like, um, so yeah. Yeah. Man. Like I feel that for sure. That probably, I probably would have not gotten my jacket. <laughs> I probably yeah. sat for 10 hours and yeah. <laughs> yeah. like I would have been like I'm just cold it is what it is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we rock it with hours. it <laughs> 10 hours I can, I, I'm good like yeah. I, would, I, yeah. I would have been like hey flight attendant let me get a blanket like right yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this yeah. jacket gonna stay up there let me get a real blanket because yeah, I'm yeah, wearing yeah. a blanket of shame right now yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's nah. not keep me warm nah but I, <laughs> like for sure that, that, that story bro is is, is uh, just a uh, a testament again like i said to like you were telling in the first episode of just like growth that you have that you've had mm-hmm. and just to see you sort of yeah you know yeah talk yourself down from that cliff of like yeah because there is a version of me that definitely would have bought that lady perfume no yeah. matter what like years ago same thing had happened i wouldn't have even spent the free hundred bucks they would give me i would have added my own 200 get her a whole set you know like all this <laughs> kind of weird stuff you know so yeah was there ever, yeah. I mean, and it's probably not could happen, but was there ever a process in your mind of like, maybe I should move seats? But like, it's kind of uh, hard to do, right? In that, nah, in that. just because it was, if, if the thing wasn't full, oh, yeah, okay. probably yeah, would yeah, But yeah, no, yeah, it was yeah. full, so there, were no, there was no way to go. <laughs> yeah, there were no empty Boy, planes in yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, bro, you, you trying to trade? <laughs> yeah, nope, there was nowhere to run. My own family wasn't even looking at me. Anything, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, any uh, closing thoughts, I guess, regarding just dealing with shame from you guys? Yeah, I mean, there is, like, we don't have the, for me at least, like, I need to continue to remind myself, like, I don't have to wear that that necklace. I don't have to wear that jersey. Like, mm-hmm. like, like I said, as a believer, like, it's like God took that for me, you know. Mm. Um, he wore the shame. He wore the guilt so that I don't have to wear it, you know. And I don't have to feel that moment of, of guilt and and like I said, that's just something that I have to continue to remind myself. Although sometimes, most times, not sometimes, yeah. let me say most times, uh, I forget that. Um, especially like in the season that I'm in right now, like yeah. I could forget the fact of with the job loss, it wasn't even like one of like my fault. And so it's like, um, I could forget, man, like I'm enough, even though this job might have said, hey, you're not a great fit for us. Like I'm, I'm going to be a perfect fit for someone, you know, I'm going to be a great fit for the next job. And so, you know, not feeling that shame of like, I could have done more and they would have loved me if I did this and this and this, but stepping back and being like, okay, like, Lord, this is what it is. And I don't have to wear that. And you, you go before me and you see me who I truly am. You see Christ in me. Um, and so, yeah, uh, not to get too spiritual, but mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I I just want that to be sort of my my theme, especially yeah. as I think through. Um, but. Yeah. Well, that ties in with what I was talking about in the previous episode. Like, I mean, I think that for us to have hope of continually making progress and beating shame and other uh, obstacles we have to ground ourselves in like the foundation that doesn't fall apart mm-hmm. you know and so i mean that's one of the things i've been thinking about is um you know foundation versus furniture you know i think mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. like um we're talking a lot about shame in the context of pleasing other people mm-hmm. and i think that it's critical for us to understand like that there's a value to um um, being encouraged when other people do appreciate us, you know, like having that is not uh, a bad thing, you know, it's not an inherently unhealthy or negative thing, but when it's the thing that is the, the foundation of the building that we live in and it's not there because right. sometimes it's not there, yeah. yeah, you know, everything falls apart, you know, and we're in despair. That's not the right way to build a house. But if you also have a house that's got all the right structure but no furniture, that's that's a hard that's a hard place to live. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's yeah. better than having a lot of furniture and no house. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, still at the end of the day, both of those things are, they're good. It's just about which one is making sure that things are in the right place, you know, Mm -hmm. right. Mentally and spiritually and emotionally, you know, so yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just encouraged, man. That's really kind of my takeaway is, um, thanks for sharing that story because, you know, it's, it is really, uh, it does minister to me a lot personally, knowing that you have these moments of, uh, making progress. Like you said, you know, mm. what you did recently is not what you would have done five years ago where yeah. you would have went through with it, you know, yeah. or even went through with it to a much yeah. more extreme degree. Yeah. 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 I would have bought the perfume, cleaned the glass off the carpet, fueled the plane, <laughs> <laughs> bought, her, bought her and her husband a ticket to Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think for me on closing and like just hearing it, everybody to speak, um, and I don't know why this Drake lyric comes to my head, but uh, where he says sometimes yeah, being sometimes lyrics. being humble is not as important as being aware. Mm. Um, and so even that awareness, um, I think with the the shame is like not being afraid of it, right? So just running to it. So it's like okay, like it's it may come or it may not come, but I think like trying not to be ashamed, yeah, kind of mm-hmm. like makes you ashamed, you know, like. Yeah. Was it Karate Kid? Something sometimes wax too much wax. good could be bad, too, yeah. you know. And so I think just in closing, it's like maybe instead of like trying to like put shame in a box and like throw it in the ocean, just go to like, hey, because you like like you're humble about it, and like the lyric says, being aware. So you're aware about your shame, right? So instead of trying to put it in a box, run to it. Like, okay, I know yeah. it shames me. How can I like? make it not and maybe yeah. that's that process but yeah. um, I think it's where I'm at where it's just like man like let's just run to it like well, okay I'm ashamed of this let me yeah. how can I conquer this versus <clears throat> like yeah. you know yeah. continue to be ashamed because most people that are ashamed it's just like alright I'm, I'm just gonna stay in the house you know right? because then I won't have no shame but then you, you have shame because you, you're alone so it's yeah. like okay let's just run to the shame yeah. And whatever happens, happens. I can't control it at all. So that's crazy because it's probably a whole another topic for another time. But you said um, being humble is not as important as being aware. So we are encouraged a lot to be humble, especially in Christian background or religious background. It's always take the lower position, mm-hmm. and there is a, a there there is a uh, a right mindset in that. <clears throat> and I've always tried in most of my life to be humble. But it's interesting because humility is the same. It's the it's the same coin as pride, mm-hmm. right? You have a coin and one side's pride, one side's humility, but it's the same coin. <laughs> and if you flip it, if you flip it, you got to be really careful. It could land on either side in the same situation. Cause like in my situation that I described, I could have told myself I was trying to be really, really humble, mm-hmm. but actually I was trying to be so humble as a weird sense of pride that other people yeah. would look at me like, Oh my gosh, that guy is so humble. Right. Mm-hmm. He did all that. He, he made that mistake, but he did he made all up for it. Yeah, he made up for it. Look at him. He's so humble. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's a really crazy, crazy mind he, trick. He gave so. a free gift that was given to him to someone else. Yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> but the thing about it, they didn't even know. You know, it's like. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, self-awareness is definitely an important part of it. But I think that is uh, all the thoughts I have for the time being on this subject. Uh, I think, are we good? Yes. Yeah. I think we mm-hmm. can wrap up. Yeah. Um. Thanks for tuning in and yeah. um, hopefully maybe next time uh, we'll have some ways that uh, you guys can share your thoughts with us, you know, mm. online yeah. uh, through social media. We'll have to f- get that figured out, but um, um, looking forward to seeing what we talk about next, honestly. Yeah. Big facts. Cool. Excited. Love your fam. Yeah. Love y'all. Take care. We'll see you on the next one. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> I appreciate you, D, for being here. <laughs>